Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rovardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson, and the New York Giants have made a big-time trade here, shipping off Leonard Williams to the Seattle Seahawks in return for a second and a fifth-round draft pick. Now, that's a haul if you're a New York Giants fan. I think you have to be really excited with this one. Maybe you don't want to see Big Cat go, but for that price tag, you got to say goodbye and thanks for everything. That's a great deal, in my opinion, for the New York Giants. I really didn't think that they would be able to get a haul this big for Leonard Williams. I mean, we just uploaded our video discussing some of the players that the New York Giants might be trading at the deadline. Of course, we discussed Leonard Williams. He seemed like a prime trade candidate, but to get a second round pick in return, that's something I did not see coming. I thought the Giants at a maximum would get a third. Instead, they get a second and a fifth. Honestly, I think this indicates that maybe there was more of a market for Williams than we realized. Maybe there was some sort of a bidding war here, but the Seattle Seahawks came out on top, got themselves a great defensive lineman for the rest of this season, and the Giants get to clear up a little bit of cap space which was necessary for them and they also do get to build toward the future with a second round pick I will say though with this trade I do get the sense the writing is on the wall for the New York Giants maybe they're kind of giving up on this season at two and six it does feel like a lost cause to most fans and I think that this indicates the front office and the coaching staff might just feel the same way so we're going to go ahead and dive into this big trade from the New York Giants Leonard Williams to the Seattle Seahawks tell you what it means and everything else in between but before we dive into all that make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode subscribe to the channel if you are new ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section if you're listening on apple or spotify please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at fireside giants without further ado alex how are you feeling after this trade and what is your initial reaction to leonard williams going to the seattle seahawks Look, I Trader Joe, man, back at it again. I have to say, I feel like Shane has made too many solid moves for this team to be this bad. It like actually is bewildering. I'm like, the, acquiring Isaiah Simmons and some of the deals he's made, I'm like, how is this team so bad? Like, we were making good moves um, that I certainly agree with on a lot of occasions. This is one of them. I, I mean... I thought I was getting fooled for a second. I was like, yo, is this a fake account tweeting this? Because a second round pick and a fifth round pick for a player that's almost 30 years old or is 30 years old on an impending, uh, is an impending free agent? That's a ridiculous haul, guys. He's a rental for the second half of the year. They may be taking on a good portion of his salary too, opening up some salary relief and a second round pick next year, guys. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. You could find a starting guard in the second round. You could find a starting uh, safety in the second round. You could find a cornerback or a receiver. You could use that pick to trade up and, and get yourself a quarterback for all you, for all we know what might happen for this giant team. A, a pass rusher, for goodness sake. I mean, you, you, you couldn't have asked for a better for a better haul than this. This is ridiculous. I, I, I can't even believe that they managed to get this much from Leonard Williams. I'm curious to see what they can get for Adoree Jackson because I think that he's still a guy that they want to move to. Um, but that's ridiculous. I mean, look, I, just first and foremost – I love Leonard Williams. Good dude. Class act. He has always been class for this Giants team. He has always showed up. He has always been available and playing. You know, Aside from last year, he had a little bit of bad luck. But otherwise, he shows up every day. He doesn't make any bad comments. He plays team football. He's become really good buddies with Dexter Lawrence. I, you know, I, feel, I feel for Dexter Lawrence because that's one of his best friends at this point in time. So I feel I hope it doesn't impact him too much. Uh, but now you can start to lean on guys like Hopefully, we'll see more Jordan Riley. We'll see more of like Ashawn Robbins. We'll see more of these guys get involved. Uh, you know, Leonard Williams' interior pass rush is certainly going to be missed. But I'll tell you what, 
the Giants, this is a move that says it all, man. The Giants are thinking about the future. And we, if you guys had saw the episode that we literally posted like an hour and a half ago, like previewing this, what could be a pretty busy trade deadline for the Giants, we talked about this exactly and that they should be looking to the future. So we kind of nailed that one on the head, um, you know, kind of timed out perfectly. And a second round pick next year, you can do so much with that. So much of the second round pick. You could pair your two second round picks together now and move back up into the back end of the first round if you're the Giants because we're going to have a top five pick most likely. And we're going to be really close to the back end of the first round. If there's a player there that we like, they might want to package those two guys and go up and, and get one and, and, and save that fifth-year option for a rookie. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot the Giants can do. This opens up a whole load of options and, al- and alternatives um, and opportunities for the Giants if they want to go after a specific player and if they want to trade up in the first round. Who knows? They could do so much with it. But, you know, I don't think they're done. I think there's more to be said and more to be, uh, you know, moved, more, more pieces to be moved. But what are you thinking about the value of this second round pick because I thought maybe we would be lucky with a fourth or fifth round or a second and a fifth second, which of uh, which is next year. I mean, I couldn't have even imagined that type of value. What do you think the Giants can do with that type of value next year in the draft in terms of, you know, re- kind of continuing the rebuild of this team? Cause that's kind of what the phase that we're in right now. Yeah, I'll dive into how excited I am about that second round pick and what it could mean for the future of this team in just a second. But I do want to add a little bit more context to this deal. Art Stapleton is reporting now that the Giants are actually not doing this move for the uh, cap space. They made this move strictly for the picks and they're eating the majority of Leonard Williams salary cap space. So like you just said, the Giants probably aren't done. That would indicate that they're not done because they need to clear more cap space. They don't have enough to get through the rest of the regular season. So there is likely another trade on the way here for the New York Giants. Namely, Adoree Jackson is the player that we've been discussing. Paris Campbell is another low-key one to keep an eye on. But I would say that the Giants aren't done. And to add even more context to that, Jordan Rannon is now reporting the Giants at 2-6 and six have a lot of interest in their roster, according to a source. Williams was the name that got most of the buzz, but there are still players who are getting buzz and other teams are still seeing seeking some of these players on the Giants roster as they go into this seemingly fire sale now and look towards the future. So really exciting stuff here. We're not done. We'll probably be hitting you with another reaction video either later today or tomorrow. I think the Giants are going to get another deal done. As you mentioned, Alex, Adoree Jackson seems to be the leader in the clubhouse outside of uh, Leonard Williams, and I think that he could be the next domino to fall here. But that second round pick. Now, I like what you said about the Giants maybe using that. You can have two second round picks, move back up into the first round. You get two first round picks, right? That's a possibility. But what I will tell you, Alex, is the way that this season is going, the trajectory of the season, a lot of Giants fans are now pleading to get the top five pick and try and get a quarterback. What I will say here, having two second round picks makes that a whole lot easier. You're talking about picking, that's the difference between picking at the fifth overall pick and the third overall pick. That's the difference between getting the quarterback you want and the quarterback that you settle for. So getting an additional second round pick right here is huge for the New York Giants. It gives them so much flexibility, not just in terms of building this roster. Yeah, you're getting two second round prospects at the bare minimum here, but also you could trade that second round pick. When we were talking earlier in this offseason, that was the asking price for Jerry Judy, who's now having a breakout campaign with the Denver Broncos, right? A second round pick was the asking price, and that was just last season. So now you're going into next year, maybe in this offseason. I'm not saying Jerry Judy is the name, but I'm saying a talented wide receiver on the verge of a breakout, the going asking price is a second round pick the New York Giants now have a second a second second round pick to play with and go seek some additional talent in the 
this offseason. Or, as you said, build towards the future. You can draft a wide receiver in the second round. Just a player off the top of my head who sticks out a second round draft pick. Pretty sure A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss was a second round draft pick to the Tennessee Titans. Now he's a top five wide receiver in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. So this second round pick does everything for the New York Giants in terms of constructing this roster. Not only can they land a marquee player in the second round of the NFL draft, two marquee players in the second round of the NFL draft, they can also use that pick to trade for a marquee talent already established in the NFL or use that pick to move up in the first round of the draft and get whichever player they want and most desire, whether that be a Marvin Harrison Jr. in the top five, a Joe Alt in the top 10, or a Caleb Williams with the first overall pick. Whatever the Giants decide, this second round pick now helps them accomplish that goal for their future roster construction almost, you can't even describe what an impact this can have on this team. So I'm not trying to overstate this, but a second round pick here. Now you have two second round picks and a high first round pick. If you're the New York Giants, if you're Joe Shane, you already know that you are setting yourself up to have worlds of flexibility in this upcoming offseason. So this is a huge deal for the New York Giants. I'm not trying to oversell it, but this is really important. We can look back on this in a year from now and say this was the deal that propelled us to getting another star player or another star prospect in the NFL draft. So I'm really, really excited about this deal. Another underrated storyline from this, Alex, Leonard Williams is now reuniting with Julian Love over in Seattle. I think that's great. I've always been a big fan of Julian Love, friend of the podcast, as we remember from many, many years ago. Um, So Julian Love, Leonard Williams reuniting in Seattle. Seattle's a good team. This, they needed a couple more pieces probably to make this deep playoff run that they're aiming for. Leonard Williams is going to help them do that. Um, and Leonard Williams, like you said, a great guy that I've been a big fan of over the past several years. Has he been the most elite and impactful player for the New York Giants? No, but he's been a damn good one. And his presence on the field has totally helped Dexter Lawrence turn into the player that he is today. Now, I don't think that this is going to disrupt De- Dexter Lawrence in any way. That guy is way too freaking good. Listen, 15 pressures in yesterday's game. No, Leonard Williams... Exit in the lineup is not going to have some severe effect on Dexter Lawrence. The guy is just unguardable. So I do think this will have an impact on the team, though. I think it hurts their run defense, hurts their pass rush, but now we do get to see some of these younger players hopefully get more playing time. DJ Davidson, we also get to hopefully see Jordan Riley no longer be a healthy scratch in these games. Maybe we can see him on the lineup. So there's a whole lot of different dominoes that are going to fall because of this move, but again, I can't overstate how important this move is for the New York Giants to land a 2024 second-round pick here um, from the Seattle Seahawks. It's not going to be an early second-round pick. The Seahawks are a good football team who are expected to make the postseason, but this is a second round pick nonetheless. And like I said, now you're talking about moving up in the draft, talking about trading that for a star player. I mean, look, the Giants got Darren Waller for a third round pick in the offseason. Now think about what they could have gotten if they had an additional second round pick in the offseason. They could have gotten themselves a much younger, more established and superstar player with a second round pick. That's a really, really valuable draft pick for the New York Giants to have. So Alex, I kind of unpacked a whole lot there, but I'm curious to know, like, where's your level of excitement on this? Because I'm getting really excited about the prospects of having the second round pick here. And I think that this could be game changing for the New York Giants in the offseason. I mean, it is. Um, And I'm going to throw out a narrative there that really throws a wrench into this whole thing, right? So clearly the Giants are looking at rebuilding right now. Clearly the Giants are offloading pieces, going for draft capital, and the fact that this being reported that Giants were really just going for draft capital with the Leonard Williams, not offloading salary, means they're looking to continue this rebuild in the future. So I'll ask you this, Anthony. 
how does Daniel Jones' role play out in this scenario? Because if the Giants are committing back to a rebuild and they're they're rebuilding with a quarterback making $40 million, the out in that contract after next year looks real nice right about now because you're thinking to yourself, the worst case scenario has unfolded for the Giants. The best case scenario is Daniel Jones stayed healthy, the Giants' offense took a big step forward, and they suddenly became a really like strong competitor in the in the postseason. The exact opposite of that has happened. Everything has fallen apart. Injuries have taken over, and the Giants don't even look like a like relative competent team, um, which now plays to the out in Daniel Jones' contract. Does all this draft capital lean toward the notion that they could consider a quarterback? I 100% think that is the case. Um, and that's not to say that Daniel Jones isn't going to be a good quarterback one day. But the truth is, is that they kind of need to hit the restart button at some point. And I don't think that Daniel Jones is the guy to be like going through this process. I think if everything was kind of built up, he had all these pieces and support around him. This could have worked and it could have worked out really well. But unfortunately, it just never ended up. It just didn't happen that way. Like, it just it fell apart. And um, the injuries, the loss of talent, you know, now trading guys away, it doesn't suggest the Giants are trying to compete this year. Um, so do you really want to be stuck paying a quarterback $40 million next year, which they're going to have to do no matter what? But then after that, you're talking about cap hits up for to $45 million a season. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's excessive. They would actually save money, guys. And think about this. They would save money. By taking the out in Daniel Jones' contract next year, um, after the 2024 season, and drafting a rookie quarterback next year, right? They would save almost $11 million by drafting a quarterback first overall, first overall, and cutting Daniel Jones. They'd, say, they'd still save $11 million. That, there's not, there's a, a narrative there to build. You know, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. They could totally stick with Daniel Jones and, and try to keep building around him and commit to him as they have and because Mara loves him and, the you know, those guys like him. I, I don't know exactly what the future holds there, but there is an avenue where the Giants release Daniel Jones after 2024. They save $11 million at the same time having a rookie quarterback take over and reallocate some of that money toward um, any other position, you know, receiver or an offensive lineman or right tackle or a or defensive player. could be anybody. Um, but that's an interesting avenue to consider. Right now, I'm leaning on the side of they're probably not going to keep Darren Waller, Anthony, simply because he's about to enter a three-year $51 million deal, and I don't trust him to stay healthy. I think there is a major concern with his health long-term because he's only getting older, and those injuries are only going to start getting more frequent again. He's already labeled as injury-prone. He's probably going to miss the next couple of weeks with a hamstring issue. Is there, a, is there an opportunity here to take some money, uh, reallocate it? Because his contract goes from $14 million to like $15 million to $17 million over those three years, and there's really no out in it. The out is after this season. I think they end up taking it um, and taking that money and maybe investing in another wide receiver or maybe going into free agency and looking for a pass-catching tight end to complement Daniel Bellinger. I think we're, we're going to see a lot of changes over the next year for sure. Um, these are just thoughts that are popping into my head now. I'm not saying that I prefer, like, don't if – I, if I like them or I don't like them. I like Darren Waller, but I could see them going in a different direction. Um and that's just the unfortunate reality. I like Daniel Jones, but I could see them going in a different direction. There, there is opportunity here for the Giants. They have options now, right? Adding draft capital like this, second-round picks, opening up money, it just opens up the, the, playing, the playing field. It opens up the opportunity for them to say, you know what? We don't want to go in this direction. We'll go in this one because they have the capital. Or we have money. We'll go and spend money here, and we'll, and we'll let this guy go. It just opens up the opportunity instead of being pigeonholed into specific spots. So I think this is ultimately a good thing overall because now their future is wide open. Their future is exactly 
exactly what they want to make it. The, the trades are not going to stop. I believe Adore Jackson is next, whether it be today or tomorrow. Um, and I can see them moving another player as well. So, you know, that's that's kind of how I feel. But, you know, what are your thoughts on the idea that the Giants, like, are clearly going to be rebuilding? Is Daniel Jones, are they still going to stick with him throughout the rest of this rebuild kind of scenario here? I don't think Joe Shane or Brian Dable are, are going to be fired. I think that Mara loves them. I just think things kind of fell apart due to injury right before the season, right right the beginning of the season. Um, it's tough to say that Daniel Jones is going to be able to survive this. Listen, I think Daniel Jones is playing for his job. It's unfortunate to say this is not the position he wanted to find himself in, and it's not the position Giants fans wanted him to be in on the first season of this mega extension that he just signed. However, this is the reality of the situation. The New York Giants are 2-6. and six. Daniel Jones and the offense as a whole, they've both struggled immensely this season. And when you're looking ahead to the upcoming draft, you know that it's loaded with quarterback talent. And you know that Brian Dable is going to want to test the waters at the very least. See if maybe he can land a prospect. If the Giants are in position that is to land a prospect that he feels like is the most moldable ball of clay and he could turn into the next Josh Allen or next superstar quarterback to lead this team to a decade of success. That's just the reality of the situation. Listen, I was a huge Daniel Jones believer going into the season. I said he was my favorite player on the team going into the season. Nobody wants to see this kid succeed more than I do. However, what we're seeing here with the New York Giants, there is a strong possibility that they are in play for a quarterback in the upcoming NFL draft. And like I just said, this second round pick will do them wonders in terms of landing not just the quarterback available, but the quarterback that they want. That's the difference with that second overall pick or second round pick here. Um, And then in terms of what's Daniel Jones's future going to look like, that's a huge question mark right now. I don't exactly know what it's going to look like, but like I said, I think he's playing for his job. He's got about a half a season here to really prove himself, to prove to the coaching staff, don't move on from me, to the front office. There's no rookie quarterback better than me. Essentially, Daniel Jones needs to be lights out for the final games of the season. He has to play his best football. Otherwise, the Giants are forced to weigh their options, and that's the last thing Daniel Jones wants. So hopefully this is the deal that makes everything put into perspective for the Giants for Giants fans and for Daniel Jones, puts it into perspective for him and lights that fire under his ass. And then Daniel Jones goes out there and plays dominant football for the final stretch of the season. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we would love to see. Is it likely? Is it going to happen? Who knows? Very unlikely. I understand that. But who knows? You never know. And maybe Daniel Jones does get motivated and plays the best football of his life after this trade. But if not, like I said, I think he's playing for his job. There is an out in his contract. They can hold on to him next season. They still have a lot of salary cap space. They can have Daniel Jones, have a rookie sitting behind him, treat this like an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation, give the rookie a year to learn and grow, then trade away Daniel Jones in 2025, take the out in his contract, and then you're free with a new young quarterback to just be developed and hopefully turn into that rock star that changes your franchise for the next decade plus. So this is a big deal for the New York Giants. Like I said, I think there's a pretty significant implications from this Leonard Williams trade. And one last fun fact that I do want to throw out there before I wrap this up. Back in 2020, the New York Giants traded for Leonard Williams. They traded a third and a fifth to acquire Leonard Williams. Years, years later, aging, aging later, they trade away Leonard Williams for a second and a fifth. Now that's how you play GM at the NFL level. That's hats off to Joe Shane. You got to tip your hat and say that is a deal well executed. The New York Giants just got tremendous value in return for trading away Leonard Williams, a good player, albeit an aging player and a player with a large contract that the New York Giants didn't want on their books anymore. 
and right now at two and six, it is time for them to start building toward the future. This deal indicates that that is what they're doing, and I'm really excited. I know it's it's a tough season for the New York Giants, but I am excited for the future because I still believe that it is a bright one for our New York Giants. So I'm excited by this deal, but I want to hear what everybody else thinks down below in the comment section. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. And like I said, comment your th- thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one. And let's go Giants.